have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with my good buddy, Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Know You Hear Me podcast. This is your host, Mercedes Lewis. You're probably wondering, who who is this? Why? Why is Mr. Flynn Hendricks not the host? Well, I got news for you. Today's podcast episode is going to be a very special one because we have switched places. With me now, we have special guest, Flynn Hendricks, an amazing voice actor, and now going back into wrestling. Is that right? Yeah, and I feel like I should have paid you to say those things. You humble me so much. You humble <laughs> me so much. And I mean, we have been friends since the very beginning of my voice acting journey. And same as mine, constantly supporting one another. And absolutely, you know, you are a superstar, superstar. And the fact that I am hosting and in this position right now is a privilege. So thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to ask you questions. Absolutely. To have you be our guest on this episode for today. So if you are listening right now, please tune in every week and follow the social medias for I Know You Hear Me. He's literally everywhere. <laughs> if you want to tell them how you they can find you, <laughs> please list it because I know that everybody needs to hear this. Absolutely. I tell you what, I'll do it for this podcast and for my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt. We're on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are also on all podcasting platforms. So that includes Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm there. We're there. We're keeping things, you know, we're keeping it pretty consistent. But one thing I would greatly appreciate, if you would throw us a like or a follow, and if you would throw us a five-star review and subscribe and go get caught up on our past episodes in the archives, helps a great deal. And I can't tell you how much I would appreciate it. Yes, five stars. Let's do it. <laughs> so today's conversation is actually going to, it's going to be very deep. It's oh, yeah. actually near and dear to my heart on two very important topics that I feel is, it's not easy to discuss, but it's also something that there are other people that are probably listening that may be struggling. And that's with depression and parenthood. 
Oh, yeah. And so, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, on today's episode, with that being said, um, first question I have for you, of course, is how are you feeling today? How's your day so far? Man, I am, uh, I'll be honest, for the last couple of days, like, I've had a lot of things going on um, as far as, like, just guests coming up for this podcast, uh, for my other podcast voiceover opportunities last night as we're recording this it's a Tuesday I restarted improv we took a break for the holidays so I've got a lot going on on my plate I'm tired I'm excited and I'm a little anxious but uh I'm just excited to see where things go and I'm just trying to keep keep giving the energy that I know these projects are going to need and keep putting it out there but let's just say to sum it up I'm excited but I'm tired oh I get that Speaking of tired, um, how is everything, you know, with family life? How are things going, adjusting, you know, with everything happening around you and being as busy as you are? Oh, boy. What is your daily life look like? What What are some things that you do to implement time with family and also juggling everything else? God, um, I'm going to say I'm still, like, learning and need to be on a, a grading curve in this category. Um because we're about to have baseball start back for my oldest. Uh, my two-year-old is potty training. So thankfully, you know, <gasps> oh. he can he can pee in the potty. But, you know, he still has an accident sometimes. But we've also found some surprises in the back of the underwear. Or we've had a streaking two-year-old running through the house. And you may actually hear that <laughs> as we're recording right now. Because my wife is taking over bedtime duties while we're recording this. But, uh, <laughs> man, it's honestly just a matter of trying to get everything in. Thankfully, in the mornings when I wake up, I'm able to see the boys before I go to work or get them ready for school. Uh, On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm able to pick my youngest up from daycare because I start a little earlier, end a little earlier so I can take care of all that. My wife is working on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Then God knows how baseball is going to fit into all this. Auditions, podcasts, all that fun stuff. It's literally just trying to prioritize and I still drop the ball on this one sometimes and I I need to put more with my family sometimes I feel like I don't do enough but I'm also trying to make all of this a priority too so that down the road it can pay off to benefit them so it's kind of juggling both responsibilities but not letting the less important one take priority over the one that can't be replaced if that makes sense yeah, for sure. That I mean, it's very hard, especially for a lot of parents that, yeah. that are entrepreneurs juggling also full time jobs on top of everything, oh, pursuing yeah. their dreams so that they don't have to work those jobs, so that they can continue doing what they love. And it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. Yes, How it is. Are you, do you feel like on an emotional level that sometimes, like you know, as far as getting into the topic of depression, do you feel like sometimes? with how busy we get in life that it can be very triggering and sometimes things can happen where it just puts you in a rut. And if you feel like, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed, what are some coping mechanisms and ways that you feel like you can overcome those sensations and those feelings when they happen? Man, I feel like you just described me to a T right there. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest. I, I still struggle with this a great deal because Sometimes I suck at confronting my own emotions. Um, I'm aware of them, but I suck at confronting them, and I try to bury them in, 
you know, projects or just doing something to keep my mind off of it or, or whatever it is. And not getting enough sleep definitely doesn't help in this either, but mm. it definitely makes me more anxious and short tempered. I'll be honest, I have gotten better with my wife and it's kind of been a back and forth thing where she's even felt this a little bit too. Um, you know, especially like I said, with the stresses and tension of a two-year-old trying to potty train, her getting back in the swing of going to work, and then also the school schedule and baseball coming up with our oldest. We've gotten better about communicating where, um, you know, it's like, hey, I, I'm just letting you know I'm in a mood. I'm a little grumpy or, or whatever it is. It's nothing you did, but I need my space for a little bit. We've gotten better about that, but, I mean, it's still like... I even get to the point, too, where I, I'll tell my oldest son, like, hey, look, if you see daddy's a little mopey or you see daddy's a little upset or something, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm just, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I've got a lot on my plate that I'm trying to do. So I try to make it understandable for him so that he doesn't think that I'm mad at him or I'm projecting something at him. Because yeah. when I was his age, I didn't have that. It was just, if dad was in a bad mood, I stayed away. So I, I carry that burden a lot too, but I'll be honest, like doing this podcast has helped me get better about like talking about things, but I think I keep using the excuse of money and finances just because of the situation we're in with like all the medical bills that we, you know, we experienced and accumulated with Mo and that whole journey that you know, doing therapy or talking to somebody is just kind of out of the realm of possibility right now. So I've kind of used this as a way to to cope, so to speak. But yeah, it's something I could definitely do a better job about because like even things that I enjoy, like exercising or sometimes even this, I use them as a way to, you know, get away from uh, from the responsibilities and addressing those problems head on, especially with like yeah. auditions, too. And it becomes so check the box that it's just like what are you doing? Because you end up feeling like you're in that rut and the things that you enjoy doing like the auditions or like exercising feel like you're like you're back at work again and you just, you're on a never ending hamster wheel and you can't get off. You wake up tired, you go to bed tired and the cycle just repeats. It's like, you know, I, at some point I've got to get better about addressing this to, to correct that process and get myself on a better, you know, better standing. I, man, I think I said that right, but you know, I, I mean, I totally relate. A little bit about me. If you haven't heard the episode that, you know, the amazing Flynn had me on. Go back in the archives fact, and check it out. <laughs> the, a fun fact is that I do have a five, almost six-year-old now mm -hmm. that, uh, daughter that has autism. And she's our only, my husband and I, you know, we have totally two different schedules. We... I juggle, you know, a new job on top of voice acting, streaming. He does his work at night. And then I'll take my daughter to her therapies and to school to help her with the autism. And so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there can be resentment at times because, yes. um, you know, you feel like you're doing literally everything and maybe your significant other is not having to do as much because they're not necessarily pursuing at to the extent that you would be Yeah, the things that you were trying to do to get you out of certain financial situations. So just know that 
you're not the only one that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. It's hard being a parent, doing all of this, juggling, trying to better ourselves, be in a position where we can say, you know what? I got you. Like, you don't even have to work. Like I, I'm, I'm literally, I am being paid to voice act. I am being paid to yeah. do this podcast. I am being paid to do all this stuff. You just stay home. You do what you need to. If you need time for yourself, I'll take the kids. We'll go somewhere and we'll have a good time. You know, you have your alone time because alone time, believe it or not, it's not that we're bad parents when we want alone time. It's just that when you have an overload of um, all sorts of things happening around you, whether mm-hmm. it's work, the kids are screaming, they're upset, your spouse is upset. Mm-hmm. When you have all of that weighing on you, you have to step away. Or like you said, you'll start to get irritable. You'll start to, you know, get a little bit, you know, upset and you'll have to work with communicating to your significant other and um, your kids. Hey, you know, I'm working through some stuff. I need some space. Can I have a moment? Yeah. That way you can have a breather because yes, we love our family so much, but we also know that when our bodies reach a certain point of stress and depression and things like that and overwhelmed, emotions we have to step back or it could hurt us and our family absolutely so just know that you're not alone in that and that you know everything that you're going through there are a lot of families out Mm -hmm. there that i hope that are listening that know that they're not alone in that and that it's it's it is hard because you have to compromise you have to figure out what is working for you? Yeah. Do you feel like you've been put in a lot of situation uh, situations recently as far as compromise goes with your wife and, you know, trying to figure out how to balance everything to keep her happy, the kids happy, but also being able to pursue what you love on top of that and doing everything else? Oh, God. Uh, yes. And I'm, I'm going to start out by saying one, uh, I love my wife, uh, but we are both so stubborn and when we got, you know, before we even got married, she let me know, like, hey, I forget things. And it's kind of rubbed off on me. I don't know if it's just, you know, like from the level of stress and being overwhelmed or whatever it is, but I used to have like the memory of an elephant. And in some time, in some cases, I still do, but sometimes I forget things. But like, you know, like it's been supporting her when she was getting overwhelmed, you know, like working retail at the holidays on top of COVID still being a thing, our son going back to his first year of, uh, of actual in-person school in first grade, then starting daycare on top of that for our youngest and like all these emails, all these COVID protocols, all these things come up or, you know, everything comes up and she was getting overwhelmed. And, you know, I told her, it's like, look, if you need to step away from work, you know, cause you're only working a couple days a week at this point and put time on being home with them to, you know, make sure everything is fine and you're okay. Do it. That's fine. But, you know, at the same time, too, I've kind of dropped the ball or I feel like I've dropped the ball because usually, like, I'll sleep in on the weekends. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell her, too, it's like, look, you know, like, to her, sleeping in is, like, till 7.30 or 8. To me, it may be, like, <laughs> 9 or 9.30, maybe even later, depending on what all I had to get done the night before. But, you know, I'll tell her, it's like, look, if I don't hear them in the morning and you want to sleep in, wake me up and let me know. But in her mind, you know, like sometimes, especially if we're in a heated argument, I'm not making the effort to just say, hey, you can sleep in tomorrow. I'll get up with them if I'm saying like, hey, if I don't hear them, wake me up and then you can go back to sleep because 
I'll be honest, I don't hear a lot of things when I sleep. I just sleep right through it, and I'd rather her not have to get up and deal with it. So I thought, you know, like, I wasn't communicating the right way, even though the the thought and the, you know, the intention was there. It wasn't being communicated the way that, you know, it needed to be received for her. So that's caused a little bit of, like, you know, friction and trying to find that out because I'm very, I'm very blunt and to the point, and, you know, like, I don't, let's just say I don't pick up on hints the best. And I've told her that too. So sometimes we still kind of cross that guard and we end up having an argument sometimes about nothing that could have just been resolved if we would stop and communicate better or if one of us wasn't tired and grouchy, mainly me. So, you know, I try and I try to make sure that she's taken care of. But at the same time too, sometimes I end up having to put my foot in my mouth because I think I'm doing the right thing or saying it the right way. And she's taking it a completely different way, even though it makes sense in my mind. Right. I, I hope because that answers the question. how we interpret information is totally different. Yes. Absolutely. For sure. Let, let me ask you this. Yes. Do, do, do you take me time? Um. Do, do, do you allow, do you give yourself permission to say, you know what, I'm going to step back and say, this is a lot. I need to take time to just pause and just breathe and not do anything in the moment. You see, I think as you were asking that, so many things that I would count as things I enjoy doing that, you know, are also things I have to make time for throughout the day, like doing this podcast, doing auditions or exercising. I think I've always counted those as me time, but in the grand scheme of things, I've also been very guilty of looking at those as things that I need to check off, you know, check the box before the day's over, before I go to bed or whatever. So when I think I'm giving myself me time, I'm actually just continuing to work. So I'm going to go ahead and just be honest. I've been done a horrible job of giving myself me time. And that's something that I've just kind of put together as you were asking that question. So I need to do a better job of that. I feel like, and the reason why I asked that is because I have recently gone through some really hard lessons that I wasn't ready for emotionally, mm-hmm. but I gave my per- I gave myself permission because when you give yourself permission to do something, it really just you're, you're a lot more relaxed, you're more yeah. confident in the decision of what you're doing. I gave myself permission to say, you know what, you got to stop. Just don't do anything. Give yourself a day of rest and get back to it the next day, full force. You're going to do great. Everything's going to be just fine. And so I gave myself um, not one day, but a couple of days of rest because I had some things that happened uh, career-wise that I was not happy about that was beyond my control, but I took it to heart too personally as a result, and it just put me in the state of just just deep depression. And I I even, during my day job, my manager looked at me and she's like, are you okay? I was like, you know. I'd be lying if I said I was, but I'm, I'm healing. I'm working through it. And you don't realize that something could be causing that until Mm -hmm. after the fact, you know, like it could be something that happens as a result of something that you love. And you're just like, Oh, you know, something just kind of like hitting a brick wall, Yeah. but allow yourself time to rest because what will happen is, is that the auditions, the, the podcast, the, the after the behind the scenes that people don't really, that mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about when you give yourself permission to rest and all of that's happening, 
you're going to come back stronger than ever. You, you will become more resilient and you will overcome things that you didn't think that you were strong enough to overcome. Absolutely. And so that's why I, I recommend um, unsolicited avi- advice. Well, we're birthday <laughs> twins, so I'm, I'm inclined to take that. <laughs> I would just recommend that you find time to rest yeah. and say, you know what? All of this is very important. All of this is essential for my success or what I'm wanting to pursue for not only myself, but my family, mm-hmm. but also give yourself time so that you can, you know, enjoy it more to be stronger, to Absolutely. be happier. And I, I can and, tell you, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No. Oh no. Oh, I was you, just going to say, is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm speaking from experience here. Like, the one thing I would say, you know, like outside of my middle name, the one trait that I think my dad passed down to me is, you know, like being a hard worker. Um, of course, in in my case, in my experience with him, before he remarried my stepmom, he would put work before family. So, you know, it's kind of like I got, you know, a great work ethic, but I also got a prime example of how not to be. But then my godfather who stepped into the picture and took care of us after my parents finally divorced, you know, like he would work anywhere from five to seven days a week, nonstop, like months on end. But every time he came home, he would still make time for us, you know, like for me and my sister or my mom or now like he's retired, but he even still makes time for my kids. But, you know, it's like just having that example and seeing him never complain about it Never and you know, like just continually working no matter what the circumstance was, it like it just became ingrained in me so much that it's like this is what you've got to do to provide for your family. He never complained about it. And if he could work like that, you can do the same. So that's kind of how I've ended up in that funk, so to speak. But it's also like what worked for him may not work for me. And that's a prime example. Like, yes, it's great to have a good work ethic, but you've also got to realize he's his own man. You're your own man. And the things you go through are completely different than what he goes through. So you've got to find that happy medium in there. But for me, it's just breaking that habit because like for the longest time, that's, that's all I saw. That's all I knew. And I just always assumed it was okay. So it's like, I've become more aware of that as I've gotten older too, but it's still like, man, for so long, that's just been the hardest habit to break. I completely understand because you you have such a great role model in your life to look up to, Mm -hmm. but it's hard because then we start comparing ourselves to our role models. Well, I want to be like him. Like I, I love my dad so much. He is a superstar salesman. He has a great bubbly personality that is just, if, if he walks into a room, people are like, Hey, Bruce, how's it going? He's just like, Hey guys, how's it going? He's, he's so like bubbly and, and inspiring. And and a part of me is just like, God, I really want to be like him all the time. Every time I want to jokes and, and have dad puns at every turn, you know? And, but at the same time, I'm very sensitive and my dad can be, but I feel like I am like very sensitive. So like I'm more serious and I get a little bit of that from my mother. And so, but as long as we're not comparing ourselves and, you know, it's good to have a role model to look up to and say, oh, that's somebody that I'm inspired to be like, they're, they're the hero in my life, you know, things like that. That's great. But we are unique. All of us are, oh, yeah. our situations, our circumstances 
how we are built emotionally, physically, mentally, everything about us is different from each and every person. Yes, things can be passed down to us, um, certain beliefs and, and how we manage life and go through life and things like that can be passed down from family members. But ultimately, we still are making the decision on how are we going to continue that legacy through in our own way that makes us unique. I guess in a sense, it's pretty much becoming the real you identifying as yourself and not under someone's shadow or trying to be somebody you're not. And, and when you accept that life is just so much better, you know? And so, um, you're doing great by having him as a role model and wanting to work hard because working hard, there are times where, you know, it's just like, I don't want to do this, you know? Yeah. And you do it anyway because Mm -hmm. the hard stuff is hard and that's why not everybody does it because it's hard. But being a hard worker allows you to take on those tasks that nobody else wants to do. Same time, it's like where do you cross? Like where is your boundary? Where, where yeah. do you say you know what? Mm, can't I can't do that? You know. Yep. And so, um, do you feel like this? This is a this. This might be a really odd question, but who is Flynn Hendricks to you? Man, when you, if you were to look at yourself in the mirror and you were to, to talk to yourself and, and talk about yourself to yourself, what would you say about yourself? Who is Flynn Hendricks? I think the biggest thing that people need to know about Flynn is that I am my own worst critic. I, um, man, by the time this airs, I'll be about to turn 33. And I'm a guy that, Probably should have got therapy a long time ago. Probably should have talked to somebody about it. But I'm a guy that didn't have the best father figure biologically that has struggled with the fact that, you know, like my own my own dad didn't. Basically, I was a mistake. I wasn't planned. If I wasn't born, he wouldn't have stayed with my mom. You know, then my sister wouldn't be here. All that fun stuff. But, you know, like almost 33 years old and I've never had my dad say I'm proud of you. So, like, I have struggled with that ever since, and I've always had these wonders and, or, like, these thoughts in the back of my mind or these, like, yeah, you did that, but are you really that good? Like, so I'm, I'm somebody that questions and has a hard time, like, I guess tooting my own horn or being proud of my own accomplishments. And I've done some cool things, don't get me wrong, but I always wonder, like, is it really that cool? I have to second-guess everything just because that's you know, the environment I was raised in, or that's what I let stick with me more than anything else. But I'm, I guess at the end of the day, I just want people to know that I'm a guy that's just trying to do right by my family and break the cycle that I grew up around. And that's been a heavy burden to bear because as I've said numerous times already, I probably haven't addressed those issues the right way growing up. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I mean, there's still a little kid in there that likes to have fun that is over the moon with everything I'm pursuing right now. And the main thing I want is just that my kids will see that and grow up knowing that they have a dad that will support them no matter what happens and that they can, you know, like if my oldest wants to grow up and be a baseball, like be a baseball player, I'm going to support him for that. 
if my youngest wants to grow up and be a train driver because he's in trains right now or conductor, whatever you want to call it, you know, like, I'm going to be there to support them and basically give them what my dad didn't give me growing up so that they don't have to worry about those things. I'm just a guy that's trying to break that generational curse so my kids and their kids don't have to go through it. And that that's a lot because generational yeah. curses are a real thing. You know, yeah. if you have a family of alcoholics or a family of drug addicts or mm-hmm. a family of sex addicts or anything that, you know, there, there are certain traits that are passed down from generation yes, to generation that, that it's a real thing. And um, the fact of the matter is, is one, he may have not told you that he's proud of you, but I'm proud of you. Well, You've accomplished you. so you. much in a short period of time. Um, I, I knew that you were such a great individual when we connected online and I just, you're just such a good person Thank you. and despite your circumstances, you still prevailed and you're showing that love and passion and putting that into your kids. So kudos to you. You are doing a fantastic job. Thank you. I, I say that as a, I'm not even exaggerating as a tear starts forming on my cheek. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, man. I got I am, you, fam. I am humbled. <laughs> oh, that's what twins do. That's what twins do. And I, I, yeah, I can... It, it, we're birthday twins. Isn't that funny? Yeah, if you guys if you guys didn't hear that in the, uh, in the episode in season one, we are birthday twins. And oddly enough, I think we kind of started our our voiceover journeys around the same time. Yeah. And then, like you said, our, our, my oldest is about the same age as your daughter, maybe just a little bit older, but it's like, it's so crazy how many of these parallels are there and it all stems from the birthday. It's like mind blown. But I mean that everything, like I'm so lucky to have a friend like you in my corner. And you know, it's like Greg has said before or uh, sky, uh, you know, in their, in their episodes, like, having somebody like a Mercedes in your corner is a game changer because you have somebody that believes in you and that is an awesome feeling to have. So please know that that feeling goes both ways. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you too. And yeah, I am, I am y'all's cheerleader for sure. I'm cheering <laughs> all of y'all on so much. <laughs> That's it. So- Cause I, I love seeing my, my biggest thing is it, it makes me proud Absolutely. to see my friends succeed you know it's mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful to see and yes there's going to be bumps and bruises along oh, yeah. the way or along the way but though i growing pains are necessary as yes. much as none of us like it right oh yeah because change doesn't happen until something changes and changes are not always good but it allows us the opportunity to react and kind of like gears and take different steps that we would normally not take. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that, that's why like we are able to continue doing what we're doing despite how hard it does get. Because absolutely, it does get loud. It gets noisy sometimes out there on the internet. And I'm not sure if you had to deal with too much of that yet as far as with you doing something as public as this podcast Um surprisingly you, not yet but yeah not yet it will look it will happen i always yeah. say that not to be negative but that that's when that happens that's that that's a good thing it means that yep. you know that's <laughs> it's a good thing because people are going to have difference of opinions and stuff mm-hmm. and and not everybody's going to agree and, and some people will be like no that's not my thing to listen to and that's okay and and but a part of us being hard workers we're like 
how dare you say yeah. that that's not good? How dare you say you don't? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard because a part of us is just like, eh, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then another part of us is like, whatever, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And I, and think, I think a big part of that too, especially uh, because we are both cancers, seeing as our birthday falls in that kind of, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever they call it, astrological or, or whatever the sign is. I'm drawing a blank right now, but um, we tend to take things like a little more empathetically. I think is the right word, or we tend to be a little bit more emotional when things like that happen, because like you said, you don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes or what it took to make this happen. But again, too, that's one thing where wrestling has kind of made me have that thicker skin and build that callus to it. It's like, okay, I must be doing something right for you to even acknowledge it because, you know, nine times out of 10, somebody that's already succeeding or doing something successful is not going to take the time to punch down. But somebody that's not chasing their dream or doing something like that will take the time to try and punch up and get your attention. So, you know, it's kind of keeping that thought in the back of your mind and fighting the urge to just let your thumbs go to work on the keyboard. But, you know. Yeah. And do you feel like going back into parenthood and everything with Mm -hmm. all that you're juggling, do you feel like that you're being stretched thin right now? Or do you feel like that there, that you have created a balance? And if you feel like you've created a balance now for yourself that you feel is working, um, tell us, walk, uh, give us a walkthrough on like one of your days. Like, what do you do? You wake up, you have a cup of coffee. You Like, what does your day look like? Well, and, um, and if you haven't discovered a balance yet, what are some steps that you've discussed with family on what you're thinking about doing? I will say I do wish I had clones of myself. That way, you know, I could <laughs> I could cover all bases. One could go to work. One could exercise. One could audition. One could podcast. One could be with the kids. One could sleep and just recharge all of us. But no, I'm still I'm still trying to find that balance. And you know, there are some days that flow a little bit better than others. But you know, it used to be back in the day uh, before COVID and everything. It got to the point in my day where I was having to get up, you know, like 3.30 or 4 in the morning. I was going to the gym, then going to work, and then, you know, just my day was done after work. I could go to bed at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I felt great. But, you know, that was before voice acting. Uh, I had just taken some time away from wrestling. So I had a pretty set routine. My youngest had just been born. He was actually sleeping through the night. Everything was good. But uh, once COVID hit, you know, it was kind of like, well, you can leave for work later, so you might as well just start sleeping in. The gyms were closed. Uh, eventually mm-hmm. started building my own thing here. So I was like, okay, I'll just work out at night. So then, of course, you know, pre-workout or, you know, get the adrenaline going. You'd be up a little bit later till midnight or whatever it was before you could finally calm down. But, you know, now it's really just wake up, eat breakfast, let the van or my work van defrost because it's so cold out right now as we're recording but, uh, you know, then go to work. Then, like I said, get off early if I need to and go pick up my youngest. Let my oldest get done with his after-school tutoring and pick him up. And then, you know, we would just do homework or whatever it is till dinner. Spend time with uh, my godparents and my, gra- and my mother since they live so close. And then get ready for bed. And, you know, some days my wife would be working or some days she's doing all that with us. And she's doing homework and I've got our youngest or... Someday she may say, hey, if you want to go work out now or you want to go do your auditions, I'll keep the house as quiet as I can. Just just do what you need to do. But generally, 
you know, after we get everything settled down and we've had a little bit of time together, if, you know, if she doesn't have something going on or we can actually sit and watch one of our shows, I'll generally try and get the auditions in once everybody's asleep so the house is quiet and then, you know, work out. But by that point, I'm probably not getting to sleep till about 12 or 1230 and waking up again at like 630 the next morning. So it's kind of a... That's been like my schedule too. And yeah. it's very physically hard on, yes. on our bodies. It yeah. really is. And that's where the grouchiness comes in yep. and irritability. And it's just like, we're not trying to be that no, way. No, no, we're not. <laughs> it's a defense it's mechanism. We literally spent every minute of our day. Yeah. Like every minute had a purpose. Yes. And it's a lot. And I've, have uh, you... oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll have you finish that thought, and then I'll ask you the next yeah. question. Yeah, and I was just going to say, too, like, on top of that, I've had to assume a lot of extra responsibilities at work as I'm trying to transition full-time into a new position that would actually be a work-from-home job. But just Ooh. in the process of doing all that, so many extra responsibilities have fallen onto my plate where it's like, got to do this for this to happen, this for this to happen, this for this to happen. All this stuff has to happen, so it's kind of like, it's hard to flip that switch when you get home and just leave it at the door because it's just like, man, are they going to call me about something? Are they going to email me about something? Like, it's just, if I know there's going to be a notification on my phone or something, it's hard to flip that switch and just leave it at the door. So it's, it's, that's, that's part of the process too. And it makes it hard to actually get like any kind of rest or restful sleep. So like you said, you know, like we're not trying to be crabby, but it's very tough on our bodies, especially if we're not getting restful sleep in the middle of all that, too. If I could get a good night's sleep and still keep doing that, we may be talking on a different level at that point. Everything that you were saying about being able to flip the switch when you come home spoke to me. It's incredible how much we're alike, yet we do totally different things beside, like outside of what we do. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's, it's so cool because... I have the same problem. I'm growing in my company. There's room for me to go into a higher position. Yep. But it requires me to jump through a lot of hoops that my life just won't allow me to yeah. do right now with my daughter having all their therapies, mm -hmm. her school, having her get out half a day, not half day, but like 2.30 when a, a scheduled shift is until 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just like things are just not lining up for it to work out. And there's this overwhelming pressure I put on myself to like, mm -hmm. you got to get it done. You got to figure it out. But a part of me, I, I do believe in having very, even if it gets me in trouble, I don't have, I don't think I don't have the issue of, you know, not thinking before I speak lately as a teenager, that's another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe in being open with communication and, you know, I was open with my manager. Hey, this, you know, my life is just not lining up for this to, to work. And luckily I have a manager who is also a parent as well, mm -hmm. who understands that when you have kids, you can try your best to plan your life, but you just really don't know what's going to happen because I mean, our daughter had COVID last month Oh man! and she's fine. Luckily yeah. her symptoms were only for one day. It was the it was the craziest thing. She had a fever for one day, but then she was out of school for 10 days. Wow. And 
her having the needs that she has, mm-hmm. it was detrimental to her not being in school. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, that's just uh, at her age, too, all those major changes, she's not going to be able to properly communicate or express or understand what's going on. She thought she did something wrong. Oh, man. That's and it horrible. broke my heart as a parent because yeah. I couldn't explain to her. So the best thing I could say was, we're on vacation, honey. We'll be back at school. Yeah. Because she actually does love school because she does work with several different therapists for mm-hmm. speech, physical, occupational, all of that. Oh, she does awesome. normal in-classroom settings to prepare her for classroom-like sit-downs. Will she sit down straight? Probably not. But, you know, they're they're working her through it. They're yeah. um, adding new things to her routine, uh, you know, very slowly not to overwhelm her of course yeah. but then when suddenly she's not in school for like two three weeks and it's not a break you know it's it's hard for her yeah and not only is it hard for her but then we're at home too trying to quarantine figuring out how are we going to make money when it's not covered <sighs> yeah I because know all too you well. know not everybody has PTO or vacation time or sick time saved up mm-hmm. especially like you know I just started my job in September and I don't have any of those things right now because I'm quote unquote still part time, even though like I'm kind of like on the border of being full time. It's just that life happens. Yeah. And so do you feel like um, do you feel like parents, it, it's harder for employers to really understand that aren't parents? Do you feel like it's it, it, it makes it harder on us as parents dealing with having to figure out how to juggle in situations like that, you know, when all of a sudden the whole family's sick and then you're quarantined Mm -hmm. or, you know, you have all these responsibilities that you need to take care of and they have this expectation for you to be present. And then if you're not, you know, we get, there's a bad rap to it. Um, I'm not sure if you've experienced any of that, but if you have any advice you would like to share with the audience that is going through that, because I know there are plenty of parents that are struggling right now that are like, how are we even doing it right now with COVID? What kind of advice would you give them? I mean, the biggest thing is, and you know, some people may tell me I'm wrong on this, but thankfully my job, especially since I've been there and, you know, we've had more leadership come in that actually, you know, has kids, you know, at the beginning, don't get me wrong. They were still very flexible, but you know, with me being new, I think I put a little bit more pressure on myself. Like I've got to work if I can, but if something comes up, I'm definitely going to be there for my kids or my family. And, you know, like not too long after my oldest was born, we found out my wife had asthma and, you know, like oh, wow. we had to take her. I had to take her to the emergency room at three thirty in the morning, like two nights before I was scheduled to fly down to Texas for some corporate trainings that you know, like every everybody has to go through. And it was to the point too, like they gave me the day off, and they even reached out to me too and said, "Hey, you know, like don't know, you know, it, I, we hope she's okay. If you need to take time off to stay with her, you know, please know we can reschedule." So they've been very accommodating with that especially as more leadership, like especially around our age, has you know gotten into those positions that have kids and have experienced the same things. But if you're in a position like that where like everything you do is based on your availability around your family, I will definitely go ahead and say find a job. And it's hard to do, but find a job or find somewhere that understands the family dynamic, that understands with kids things can happen. And, you know, you can't get that time back with your kids. If they won't let you off for a ball game or they won't let you off 
and your kid's sick at school or you have to quarantine because your child has COVID or something and they give you grief about that, find somewhere that's better for you because at the end of the day, that's not good for your mental health. That's not good for your stress. And that's not good for those kids either because then it also inadvertently puts, you know, puts you in a situation where you could harbor resentment or they could harbor resentment for you where you think you're still doing the right thing, trying to bring in the money and keep the bills paid, keep the roof over their head, which is 100% the right thing to do. But them being so young, they may not take it that way. They may think, exactly, oh, mommy or daddy likes money more than me. Well, no, not really. Mommy and daddy have to pay the bills. But, you know, at the end of the day, we should all have a job where we have the freedom if an emergency comes up we can just say, hey, my child just threw up at school or, hey, this happened or so-and-so just tested positive for COVID. I need to quarantine. Okay, cool. If you need to work from home, you can. If you need to take care of them, you can. But you can't ever get that family time back. And that's the most important exactly. thing. Other jobs are out there and you never want to leave your family in a bad spot. But don't hesitate to try and find something that's more friendly and more able to be worked around your family life because you will never get those memories back. And I've even missed things that, you know, because of work that I like my my child's first steps, you know, my oldest first steps. I missed that because I was at work and that's something I'm never going to get back. I still have the video, but, you know, you miss those little things like that. Find something that is inclusive to the family lifestyle that's not going to stress you out or put any rifts or tension with the family there either. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's the number one lesson that my dad taught me when mm-hmm. I became a parent. He was like, you're never going to get these moments back. Yep. Every moment counts. Put I mean, everything into her, you know, like my love, my support, mm-hmm. everything into my daughter. He was like, don't be afraid to, you know, there's there's, there's never spending too much time with your child. No. Like th- th- that doesn't exist. He was like, because you're going to realize as you get older, wow, you know, I'm, I miss this or wow. Um, I, I wish I was there for this because as children, and you may have experienced this as well, but there have been times where unfortunately my parents had to work during Mm -hmm. certain special events growing up in high school where I had like a concert for band that they couldn't make it. And like I noticed, but then all the other parents were there for their kids and I was the only one with no parent. And then I had a friend's parent take me to my like home. And so like, you know, situations like that growing up that sticks with you. It does. Um, Do I hold my parents? Like, no, like I'm, not mad at my parents for I get it because I am a parent you know when I'm going through what they have gone through with me and so but it's a learning curve at the same time because I'm able to identify hey I'm never going to get this moment back so mm-hmm. you know volunteer yeah. for the schools if you can be a part of your child's you know mm-hmm. programs whenever you can be involved as you, as much as you possibly can but also you know, have a job that allows you to do those things Absolutely. at the same time, because there are jobs, unfortunately, that are so demanding that if you tell them you want to do these things, they'll, they'll be like, it just depends. Um, not sure if we can allow that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, we having the minds that we have Flynn being entrepreneurs, that's, we're like, uh, yeah okay yeah we're gonna you're, you're gonna tell me that you, you know what i mean like because we we're working for ourselves for a reason so that nobody mm-hmm. can tell us when our schedule is and and when to put our families um, absolutely behind a job you know and so um 
I, I, I think that's amazing advice. And if you're a struggling parent, um, you know, going through a job that's making things just way worse it, and people will be like, the grass is always green on the other side. You know, there are better jobs out there. I will tell you oh, yeah. that yeah. I have had jobs where I was like, there's never going to be a better job than this. And then another job would just prove me wrong. And I'll be like, wow, people are actually capable of being kind in this manner. I didn't think that Absolutely. this was possible. And then you realize that every job has a different culture. Yeah. And some of them are toxic and some of them are not. And, and unfortunately, you don't realize what kind of environment you're in until it's too late normally yeah and then then you're used to it but then if you get another job and and you're just like this is not what i'm not used to this this is actually like but at the same time the experiences of that past job can be very triggering and make us feel like we have to be a certain way very very Um, true yeah because i've had a lot of very scarring like positions in Mm -hmm. life where um I've been gaslit. Um, I've had managers uh, belittle me in front of my staff. I've had all sorts of bad things happen to me. But then, you know, in my new position now, I'm working in sales and marketing. I absolutely love it. I'm an assistant. And I get to go and meet people all over the uh, the area and they, you know, and let them know who I work for, the resort and everything. And I'm part of organizations now. I'm very, like, I try to be as involved as I can um, I can't be as involved right now because my manager is more so involved, but yeah. she has, she has taken me under her wing and is teaching me everything she knows. And she is like, here, you're a part of the family and, that's and awesome. she's guiding me. And so like, just know that there are jobs that have great oh, yeah. leaders like that out there. It's just, unfortunately, sometimes it's like shopping. You have to find the right one. And when you go into an interview, you have to have the mindset. They need me, not yes. the other way around. Cause when you're desperate, and you pick any any job and and whatever, despite no matter what the situation is, um, they'll sense it and they'll take advantage of it. But if you walk in there and you're like determined, you know they need me. If they don't agree to what I need financially to stay at this job, I'll find a place that will value me. Absolutely. You know, I mean, for it's, my experience, it's one hundred percent like a relationship. If you settle for the wrong person just because you want to be with somebody. As opposed to waiting for that other that that right person that you know will fulfill you, support you, and make you feel like a better version of yourself than you already are, it, it it's one hundred percent the same thing because it's like you said you're gonna end up in that toxic culture and it's gonna be too late before you even realize what's going on, and then going back to what you said about us having that entrepreneurial mindset, if we're not doing something that we enjoy, we probably don't feel fulfilled. If you're anything like me. And then you're just kind of like, you're cheating everybody around you at that point because then because you're getting drained from something you settled on that may not respect you or treat you with, you know, the respect and admiration you deserve for what you bring to the table, that's taking away from your family at home, that's taking away from your friends, that's taking away from you and the energy you could bring to your passions and endeavors that keep you happy outside of all that. So it's a... Like you said, they need me. You've got to have that confident mentality. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel that or you're not met with that, keep looking because the job market is out there. But, you know, again, I know some people may think that we're just giving reckless advice here. But, guys, like, you hear We've it right it. now. You you see it everywhere. You hear We've these, done it. We've yeah. seen it. <laughs> and you still see the Internet articles about it. It's still a thing. People yeah. end up in these 
I don't want to say dead end jobs, but these jobs that are not right for them. And, you know, like there's like they say hiring shortages, but you underpay somebody who is going to want to work for you. You know, there's just you've got to find what works for you and what works for the family, because like we've said time and time again, you're not going to get that time back. And with kids, you know, it's like every time you look at them, you catch something different about them. They grow so quickly. You don't want to miss those opportunities. Be brave. Take a bet on yourself and just be willing to wait for that right thing because you'll know it when you find it. So true. So very true. Man, I feel like we've solved so many of life's lessons on this podcast. Every time we talk, I'm like, every single time, every single... should we start every a... single conversation has I, I always feel like I walk away feeling encouraged, feeling more empowered right by Man. the decisions that I have to make in the future, you know, because there's a lot of decisions that we have to make and compromise Absolutely. and we have to figure out our family life and yeah. around the things that we love. And if you could this is um this is the last serious question because I might have some really not serious. Okay, um, let's go. Um <laughs> the the last serious question that I have for you is and this is another imagining yourself looking at yourself in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Um knowing what you know, feeling what you feel, struggling through, you know, being exhausted but also pursuing the things that you love, but also having the trials of parenthood and possibilities of depression, you know, creeping up because of all of those factors coming in. What do you feel like you would tell yourself in the mirror that you feel would be very helpful to you that if you did could solve a lot of your problems and it doesn't like, let's take the equation of, well, you know, I'd have to have this, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Let's just be, let's, let's be imaginative and dream a little bit, you know, like what do you feel like, would need to happen for you to get to a place that you feel would just solve so many problems for you? I know it's a big question. It's I've like- already, I know, <laughs> I know a couple things. I'm just trying to think if they're going to cover everything I would need to say, or if there's more to it, but one, get out of your own way. Two, you are enough. Three, Stop being so caught up on materialistic things and FOMO because, you know, like you become a slave to that, especially if you get into like collecting things like it's like, oh, man, when is the next thing coming out? When is this coming out? Is it different enough from this to buy it? Like get out of that because you have enough. You have more than enough. And just be happy with who you are. And if the world or the people around you don't like it, oh, well, somebody will. You're used to being the bad guy anyway when you wrestle, so just have that same confidence and mentality. And if people want to be on board with you, they'll be on board with you. If they don't, that's on them. Simple as that. (laughs) And this is why he's the host and I'm just listening. I'm the listener. (laughs) Guys, I'll be honest. A lot of my answers tonight were actually me like, running self-diagnostics and answering as the wheels were still turning. And I know some of my answers took the long way around, but like there's literally so much of this stuff that has just been so compartmentalized and I'm sure we'll dig into it a little bit more, you know, later on down the road. But like all these answers were real, like, and me becoming self-aware as I was answering them. So like Mercedes, your brain hears it. Yeah. Yeah. So when your brain hears you say it out loud, it's like, Oh, Hello, I have notated that. Okay. I don't like it. And then it. it'll 
it's a good thing. You, yeah. I'm so happy for you. And, and I know that a lot of it is sensitive and I just want of you course. to know that I appreciate, and I'm sure the listeners appreciate you being very honest and thorough and just detailing the things that are not easy to talk about because yeah. it's not easy to talk about. And no, sometimes we feel very vulnerable to talk about it, you know? And, um, but it, thank you for encouraging me as well. Oh, of course. Well, thanks your words. Thank you for being so willing to, you know, not only again, come on this show, but being so willing to flip the script and take charge of the show to ask me these questions. Because when this whole premise came up, like, this was a topic that or two topics actually that I had wanted to cover at some point on this podcast. I had no idea how the the format was going to actually come out with them. And, you know, it's like, well, I did say at the beginning, I'm going to be, you know, getting questioned on some of this stuff. So why not, you know, just ask if she wants to come back on and do it because clearly we're, we're going through some of the same things, especially on the parenting side. But not only that, you know, it's just like, my hope is, Especially, like, I'm not trying to make this a sexist thing by any means, but, you know, like, with male mental health struggles, it's not looked at as masculine or cool or strong to actually talk about stuff like that, at least in most circles you still hear about. So my hope is that with me actually putting this out there, if anybody else is going through that, you know, like, they're going to know that you're not alone. Like, you still have somebody, whether I know you personally or you're just a listener on the other side of the world and you're going through the same things I am or something I can't even relate to, I'm still pulling for you and you're not alone. There's somebody else out there for you that wants you to succeed too. So my main goal is, yeah, I've got my struggles. We're all human. We all do. I want everybody to know that they can succeed no matter what this struggle is and that there's always a way to overcome it and get better. You know, So you're not alone. That's the main thing I'm trying to get out here by being so vulnerable. And we appreciate it because being vulnerable is a beautiful trait, in my opinion. I think it's a, it's, it's not bad to be vulnerable. I feel like it's, it's touching the soul, you know, it's being real. It's being human. If we're not touching in reaching out to others, then what are we doing? You know, because it, it, it brings me great joy and I, Flynn, it may bring you great joy as well, but when I serve others and help others, encourage others, uh, you know, mentor others, just uplift others without even realizing it. Sometimes my body and mind feels like this peace. I'm, I am brought joy as well in the Mm -hmm. process. And, um, you know, I don't feel selfish in any means, you know, when it comes to any of that and it keeps me humble. And so, um, you know, just know that being honest and open, I know that your message is going to be heard. And, you know, thank you so much for of me allowing me out of anyone else you could have had to have this deep conversation with. Um, it is my absolute honor and priv- privilege to be the person that, we, you know, that we discussed together with. So thank and it's you. just crazy how everything you're saying I'm just like, that's my life. Oh, that's my life. Too. Oh, that's everything I'm going. Yeah. He's like literally saying my life, but it's like different scenarios, but it's still the same. Oh my gosh, this is my life. Right. And so thank you so much for doing that. Of course. You're going to get into some, um, 
I feel like the questions I'm going to ask you are the kind of questions that you'd be like, hey, BFF, can we stay up all night? <laughs> and That's what um, makes it fun. Ask each other questions. And so this is going to be like one of those what if questions, right? Uh-huh. Um, if money was no object, what would you buy? Man, okay. First things first. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would buy my godparents' house. Basically, I would buy all the land around my house, my mom's house, and my godparents' house and just keep them in the family because then that way I would know no matter what the houses I grew up in and the houses my kids grew up in were all taken care of. I would take care of that. Then I would build onto my house and expand my gym. I would build a complete studio, uh, you know, like just a full-on studio, Source Connect, you know, Whisper Room, whatever it may be, whatever fits best. I would build that, and then I would, um, and this is going to be the biggest thing, because when I retire, this is something that I want to do. I want to have a rescue sanctuary, or you could even call it a permanent foster home or a forever home for any abused or abandoned, you know, like dogs or cats. I'm not going to do snakes. I'm not going to do any kind of things like that, because I don't do snakes, but just have this big (laughs) open area where, you know, like, all these dogs and cats can roam. They don't have to worry about being euthanized. They'll be spayed and neutered. They'll be taken care of, and they'll just have a place to go so that you don't ever have a thing like, uh, you know, like a a death row dog site anymore where if this loving dog or cat is not picked up by this time on this day, they're put down. Like, those would be my biggest things is just, one, getting the houses that my family owns and taking care of them, Building, you know, expanding out my house for a gym and a studio, and then the foster ranch. That's those are my three big things right there. I love it. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. Because honestly, like you're freaking me out because one of your answers, I was like, uh, that's the same answer <laughs> I would say. Because my husband and I sometimes we will joke and say if we played the lottery and we won, yeah, mil- like several, like the millions of dollars. What would be the first thing we would do? Well, we would like be secret about the whole thing, of course. Nobody yeah. would ever know. But um, there'll be signs. In our state, they won't. They don't say your name. Thank goodness. Yeah. But um, I mean, we like we went we went deep with this, right? Like, we oh were yeah, having a full conversation. And the number one thing that he and I said was we would pay for all of our family's homes. Yeah. Um, our parents, our siblings, and then they would have homes that are completely paid off. We Absolutely. would pay off their cars. We would have paid off cars and then we would move into like a big mansion that would, like you said, a studio. It would accommodate all of these things. Mm-hmm. He would have a music studio oh, for um, sound designing and performing. And he would probably have like the most expensive trumpets. And yeah. I would have like the most expensive um, gear, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, that that was really cool. I was like, yep, that's my answer. Like, why are you freaking me out over here? <laughs> it's the, the birthdays. It's all over again. It's the birthdays all over again. That's right. Now, this is a random one, and if All you right. don't do this, that's okay. What's your number one karaoke go-to song? Oh, man. Um, <sighs> Like, the song that you're like, I have to, every single time. <laughs> man, okay, so back when I was growing up... Um, yeah, well, I'll say growing up. I say high, let's, say, let's say high school into early 20s. It would be whatever Tenacious D song was on, you know, on the karaoke list. Yeah. But with wrestling, man, it's honestly become 
whatever the girliest song is you could find, doesn't matter if it's Madonna, Mariah Carey, or whatever. I think the most recent one I did uh, that I can remember anyway was actually... Um, it was... Uh, man, what? Now that I know the song... Everybody knows the song, and now that I'm trying to think of it, I can't even think of it... Um, don't stop believing. It was Journey. It was me and a group of other wrestlers at a random bar in this backwoods town. We just all started singing it, and the entire bar started singing it with us. So I would probably say Journey, but that's probably like the classic uh, or the basic go-to answer. But, but just because, but, but that's my answer. God, what You're is not allowed? What is wrong with us? That is awesome, the Don't stop man. Song, yes, actually, I have it on YouTube as well. But like, that is the song. Uh, that is that is the song. So I was like, where is he going with this journey? What? Don't Not, stop believing. Oh, get, here we get, go again. Get out of my head. <laughs> That's a great song. It really it is. is. a fun song. Like, let me tell you, that song, oh my gosh, it is so fun. And you're still, you're freaking me out with your answer. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is, um, I, I would say this would probably be, the last one okay um, i'm sorry these these questions are random but i just i definitely wanted to do something random and fun towards the end because i know that you know we had a lot of of course of course topics and who doesn't want a little giggle um so <laughs> what <laughs> is the that is so random what is the most questionable hairstyle or outfit you have ever worn slash styled oh okay so (laughs) had i not pulled off the mohawk that i shaved into my head now i would probably say that but no um my first semester of college i was uh i was dating a girl at the time and she could dye hair and for whatever reason i said hey let's um what colors do you have right now let's just dye my hair and put some like highlights or tips in it and she ended up doing aqua blue and purple. And that sounds pretty, but I can only imagine that you were like not having it. Yeah, well let me let me put it this way. I thought it was cool, but here's me uh a few months into being 18. I'm literally 140 pounds. Uh, I look anorexic. I have two earrings and I'm all alone on this college campus. I go back that first Monday and they're like, "Oh, what what did you do to your hair?" And these are people I don't even know. So I was just like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? Oh, I lost a bet on the football game Saturday because it was like, uh, I think it was Alabama and Tennessee that were playing, and that's the big thing down here. And lo and behold, of course, Tennessee lost. So I at least had a little you know, easy out, like, yeah, I lost a bet on the football game, and I have to do it for X amount of days. So you know, after two days of that, I just went and found a barbershop and had them buzz my head. But... I had, like, hair down to my bangs, or not down to my bangs, down to my eyebrows, and, you know, like, almost emo hair is what they would have called it back then, but instead of red and black. I I love that stuff, but, you know, they're just being haters, but you know what? Um, If they're like, what did you do your hair? Um, Honestly, the thing about vibrant colors like that Mm -hmm. is it's a very good conversation starter. Oh, yeah, it breaks the ice easy. It breaks those barriers. That's it. And I had y'all. I had turquoise teal real hair for like months, and people would just stare at me and be like, "Wow, how did you do that?" 
magic. I was born that way. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, well, uh, my hair hates me now, but you know, it was a lot of work. <laughs> and then the thing is, is that I'm naturally introverted, right? Right. So things that I do online is easy to do. You know, being behind a keyboard is easy to do. Mm-hmm. Be- streaming is easy to do. Voice acting is easy to do. But the moment I'm in person, I'm like, I don't know why. It's weird. I'm I- like, why am I so weird? Why Why is this happening? And so, like, I'm normally very quiet in mm-hmm. person. And but then when somebody approaches me and they say something first, I'm like, oh, I'm at ease. I don't know why. It's like, yeah, they gave me permission to talk to them. I'm like, oh, hello. Oh, oh, yeah. And so, like, if somebody's like, what did you do to your hair? Oh, you know what? I love it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like if you ha- if you approach it with that confidence, which I should have, you kind of make them like second guess, like trying to make fun of it or, you know, like create a story. I'm a model. Yeah. You you could make it sound like the coolest <laughs> you know? thing in the world, and if they're trying to dump on it, then they they're kind of like second guessing or stumbling over it. But if you're already down in the dumps about it or in you know insecure about it, that's just like fair game for them to come in and just like start firing off jokes or you know being sarcastic or whatever it is. But if you yeah. own it, it kind of just like they have no choice but to own it with you and enjoy it. So. Exactly, and for all you know, they probably were envious because they wanted to look cool with earrings and vibrant exactly. hair like that too. Exactly, and, and that you were the only one brave enough to do it and look there anorexic at the same time. So it's a win-win-win. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know that, that those are the college days, right? Oh, like, God, college was before story, before but... the freshman fifteen caught up to me. Wow, <laughs> I I just feel like I hope that everyone that's listening. It's feeling one feeling a lot better because it's like this is just like this is fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, I hope that you are all able to walk away from the lessons that Flynn is teaching us through his experiences and things that he's going through. And it's okay to not, you know, have all the answers. Like mm-hmm. if you're going through a situation where you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is, that's okay. Yeah. You know, um I I just think that this was an incredible es- <laughs> Edit this out, editor. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be like, what What is going on? Why is she yelling at me? I'm still going to do my words today. I promise everything's okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'm just, I'm feeling so, um, I always feel so encouraged after this. And I hope that others are feeling encouraged, feeling better. And it's good to talk about these things. It's good to open up to people that you trust, that you feel safe around, to have these conversations. They're not easy to have. They're no, not, you know, they it's are not. not. It's, it's, you know, some people are like, that's taboo. We don't speak about those things. But you know what? There are people out there that are waiting for somebody to approach them and say, I'm going through the same thing. And then they're like, they will, they will literally break down and cry and say, it's so good to be finally heard and felt. Yes. You know, because with you, Flynn, everything that you're saying I, f- I feel like I have confirmation that everything I'm experiencing and going through, it's it, it, it's normal. Like, there's life is hard. It's normal to have struggles. Yes. And it's encouraging at the same time because I don't feel alone. And that, you know, we are there for each other through whatever we need to be there for each other. You've been there for me with some of the hardest stuff. I've been there for you when we had to go through some stuff like with like PR that had nothing to do with us, but yep. indirectly it did. Absolutely. Um, you know, there. it's just that when you have a support system, that's a big thing is when you have a support system to help you, mm-hmm. especially with like your mental health, your family life, 
you know, keep those people forever because um, they're, it's an amazing to have a strong support system. And if if there's somebody that's really toxic in your life, really evaluate like Flynn was doing with the questions, he was evaluating and checking his heart and, and, you know, going through and diagnosing himself. Don't be afraid to do that. If you are dealing with somebody that is causing you strife and toxicity and you feel like is um, bringing you down and, and, making things more difficult for you. And yes, we have to make tough decisions in life, but just know that um, if it betters your mental health, it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, Because when your mental health is in check and you're going through some really, I call them high points, um, you're everything around you will start to change. People will start to change around you. People, um, your family life will start to change. It'll Mm -hmm. just become even more and more improved. It's an, it's an incredible thing because I went through the worst depression due to a chemical imbalance of postpartum depression after Jill was born. And I clawed, I literally felt like my life was on the line. I clawed my way out of it, but it was because I had a support system that was so strong that even when I didn't want to listen to them, subconsciously I did. And it got me through a lot of the hard stuff because there's been some stuff that I don't talk about that's been hard but because of a support system and they were not afraid to tell me go talk to a therapist you know like those are the people you want you don't want the people to be like who needs a therapist you could just you know you could just uh party it away it's all good now when when you're struggling and you're in that dark place know that talking to someone there's nothing wrong with that no there's nothing wrong with it i encourage it it's nice to be heard and not also have any prejudice when you're speaking to somebody that you've has no relationship with you whatsoever as well. And you're able to discuss things in a different manner than you would with people that, you know, of course. So it's, it's being able to break down those walls and diagnose what's going on in your heart so that you can work on those things and then improve your life in the process. So know that there's nothing wrong with that and that, you know, we encourage it and, you, you know, you heard, we hear you. We, we, we've gone through some stuff, you know? Absolutely. So, but yeah, Flynn, I don't know what your end game is for your podcast, but I'm just going to say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me as of a course. host. Uh, honestly, um, I honestly feel like I was the one that like, I was the listener because you're just so fabulous. Thank you. At everything you do. Like this is, this is your niche, right? You, I, I you hope so. are amazing. Thank you, you know how to conduct yourself. This is, it's just amazing. I'm just like, me a host. See this guy? This guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for having me as not well, only my... as a friend, colleague, but somebody that you trust to have this topic of conversation with. Of somebody course. that is, re- everything that you t- talked about with me, I can relate to. Thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and talk with you about these things. I'm grateful. Y'all, please, please follow his podcast everywhere you can yes. so that more and more people can hear this message and more and more people can be encouraged because when more people are encouraged, better things will happen in life. You know, Absolutely. it'll be a, a it's always going to be a much brighter place in the world when people are encouraged. Absolutely. And guys, I mean, I can't again, I can't thank Mercedes enough, but too like this encouragement is literally going worldwide. We have listeners in the Philippines, in the United Kingdom. 
We have listeners in Nigeria, in the United States. We are literally everywhere. And if just one person out of all those listeners finds any encouragement out of all this or just knows that they are heard, then my job is done. Like, that is the main purpose of this podcast is just letting people know that they're they're not alone. That you have somebody rooting for you, like I said earlier, whether I know you personally or you're just a listener that I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet. Please know if you're going through something, you have somebody pulling for you, and that is not going to change. So, Mercedes, thank you for for being on here, and again, just being so awesome, so generous with your time, and so willing to not only host the show, but share your life stories and your experiences with this too, because I just learned so much in this, man, we've already gone over an hour, I can't, I gotta get better at keeping up with time, but... I've learned so much in this time about you and your family dynamics and how so much of this really is similar between both of us. So, you know, again, I'm just grateful to have you as a friend, as a colleague, as somebody in my corner. And I hope you know that that goes both ways again, that I am more than happy to reciprocate and will continue doing the same for you as well. So thank thank you you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Of course. And guys, we do have a couple more of these types of interviews coming up. Um, You're going to hear a few more familiar voices from season one coming back to uh, put me in the questionnaire position again. So they're going to be hosting the show. So get ready to be on the lookout for that. And we also have a couple of awesome main events for this season to wrap up the finale. I guess I can go ahead and announce that now because they're already in the can. Guys, we're getting closer to the one-year anniversary of this show, and it's only getting bigger and better. So make sure, especially as we get closer to August, you tune in. And if you haven't subscribed by that point, what are you waiting for? You better get subscribed now on whatever podcasting platform you are on. Don't care if it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Go get subscribed. Go get caught up in the archives. Go listen to Mercedes' episode in Season 1. It was one of the best and most inspirational and motivational, and you better believe me when I say that. So get back in there and listen to that one before you listen to this one if you want. Or listen to them back-to-back. It's a good little companion piece. I know I'm doing a cheap shill here, but come on. You you get the point. (laughs) Go support the show. Listen to these awesome episodes and these awesome guests. There is something on this show for everyone, whether you're an actor, mm-hmm. uh, an entertainer, a teacher, somebody that's going through a transition in their life, whatever it may be, there is something here for everybody. And I just want everybody to know that they have somebody in their corner. And of course, too, share the podcast on all social media platforms. Get connected. These people are awesome, and I'm fortunate enough to call them my friends and my family, and I want you guys to get connected with them and learn how awesome they are as well because, again, had I not met Mercedes, who knows where I would be voiceover-wise right now. She's I can guided... say the same about you. Thank you. It's, I, I'm going to say that you're <laughs> lying, but thank you. But, no, uh, you've been so incredibly supportive I, I some pretty tough stuff, so thank you so much. I do what I can, but guys, seriously, it's like these people are awesome and have helped me more than I've probably ever let them know. So go follow them and get connected because in my mind, they are grade A quality people that you won't find anybody better than. So I want the world to know about them as much as I want the world to know Man, you guys are going to have to start drinking water or taking a shot every time I say this. You are not alone. So, guys, that has been the whole purpose of this kind of reverse interview style episode. And like I said, 
we're going to have some more of those coming on. So, Mercedes, I know we kind of went a little over the time that you had allotted, so I'm, I'm grateful that you've made the opportunity for this to happen and taking the time for it to happen, too. It's it's my pleasure. Luckily, my husband came home in time right before my daughter woke up and was looking for me. So <laughs> I had a little extra time. Tim for the um, win. I will have to get her to bed talking about parenthood. And of course, of and course. Like, here it is. Here's life right before me. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, guys, but, you know, I'm just so grateful. I'm so honored to be here. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this podcast, for listening to our conversation, for allowing me the opportunity to be a host to ask you some tough questions and just know that you're an incredible human being. Thank you. I appreciate you. Your friendship is cherished and just stay awesome. And that goes both ways and you better do the same. Well, guys, we're going to let Mercedes get back to parenthood because we all know that those kids got to come first. But I can't wait for all of you to tune in next week and listen to another awesome interview. And in the meantime, I hope you guys all go out and do something in the world that makes a positive impact on somebody else or even yourself so for myself for mercedes who is our awesome host here tonight i can't wait to talk to you all again next week and for the both of us i know you hear me I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.